we wanted to have an opportunity, Eustacia, for you to talk about, uh, there was an article in the Daily Beast last uh, August. It was entitled, Autism and Child Pornography, A Toxic Combination. And in it, you talked about this toxic combination, but how it translated through the media outlets to all these different places uh, was depicted as, as though you were calling young men on the autism spectrum, uh, child, potential child molesters, and... No, you know, that's, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's wrong. I mean, it's if anybody wrong. reads that's the article... It was, it was about the viewing of child pornography on the computer and where the confusion came with these young people. Uh, and, and thank you, for starters, for asking me. I thought people would come back to me and ask me questions about it. Mm -hmm. Instead, they threw mud at me. Yeah. They did not read the article. I'm not saying these children, they didn't molest anybody. The problem is, if you look at child pornography on your computer, you have committed a federal offense. And the explanation was to understand why these young people, most boys in their day about 2022, 20, who, not surprisingly, it, and then found they were tangled with the law. And I tried to explain that most of, for, for one thing, uh, a lot of our, but this is particularly in Asperger, our Asperger boys are very bright intellectually, very mature intellectually, and socially immature. That's the problem. They, they see themselves as Ten-year-olds. Now, not surprisingly, uh, Mother Nature is sending surges of feeling running up through them, and nobody has explained to them what's going on. So what do they do? They turn to the computer, mm -hmm. not surprisingly. And, and, and then it tangles with the law. Yeah, because it's there on their computer, and I, I would like very much to read uh, because I was supported by doctors on this. We talked about this a long time before releasing the article, and they felt it was important to get it said. Uh, the ones that I worked were Gary Mezeboff, who was head for so long at Teach in North Carolina mm -hmm. in Chapel Hill, mm -hmm. uh, who is still traveling around the country trying to help families who are still dealing with this problem. Uh, Peter Gerhardt, who is an expert on lecturing on teenage sexuality with those on the, on, with, uh, those on the spectrum. He's an expert on that. Uh, there's also Michael Teague, who is a PhD who also works. All of these people work with children, trying to figure out how to, how to solve this particular dilemma. And, and then a wonderful doctor in Arizona uh, named Ron Melmed, who said, we've got to face this problem. Both he and Peter uh, Gerhardt responded publicly. And let me read to you what Peter said, because mm -hmm. I think it's valuable. Mm -hmm. He said, an interesting and important piece written by Eustacia Cutler, Temple Grandin's mother. I do have some minor quibbles with some of the points she makes, but overall, it is an important and timely piece. 
in my opinion, the issue has less to do with an ASD diagnosis than it does with our failure to even tangentially address the sexuality education needs of folks on the spectrum. This is especially critical given that all sexual behavior is social behavior. And by definition, individuals on the spectrum have challenges in social comprehension and expression. So take that. Add the total absence of any educational or related skills support. Add a criminal justice system that does not understand Asperger's syndrome, and you have the conditions for a perfect storm. It's really remarkable, and I, I really want to encourage people to go and read the full article to get an understanding of it. It's called Autism and Child Pornography, A Toxic Combination. You can find it on The Daily Beast. Don't form your opinion until you've read the article, but I really feel like as a parent of a boy, Eustacia, when I read it, and I went back and reread it again last night, um, it, I felt as a parent it was a call to action to really be monitoring what our children are exposed to yes. on the computer. Yes, that's uh, all I was after is, yeah. please, will you watch? your children's computers and uh, because I think and this is for all children uh, they're all of them looking at this stuff and and it, and it sometimes will pop up in other things um, and it's really important and you make the point in in this that pornography is going to be all over the internet because it is and that yes, is. when individuals who are on the spectrum because socially they are younger than their years when they They're, see pornography from adults it makes them uncomfortable it frightens them yeah right that Michael Teague brought out that point that they were very frightened by it and so in, so, in their it, natural it, progression, if they are exposed to anything that, you know, and we have all these connotations of child pornography that are repulsive to us, but they're going to see that and not be as frightened by it. It's a very dangerous combination. And they, they want to know specifically what happens, and we're not clarifying for them. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's really important, and I'm glad that we had an opportunity to clear this up, and, and I hope that many people will go back, read the article, and, and take heed. and think it. And, and listen to your call to action to that we all need to be monitoring what our kids are exposed to because it has huge ramifications uh, down and the road. And it can have tragic ramifications. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, well, thank you for allowing me to get that said, because you are the first person who has come to me and said, what's this all about? Well, I'm thrilled that we had an opportunity to clarify. And I want to thank you because it's an uncomfortable topic. I don't think any of us wants to think about this or talk about it. But if we don't, uh, we're going to have to think about and talk about things that are much, much worse.